The outside wants to kill me. I'm convinced. Uh-huh. Look at my knuckles right now. Damn. They are just rhino skin. I don't know why. Like, it's just outrageous. Like, they don't hurt. They haven't cracked yet. Like, I just moisturized my hand. Like, if you feel that, that feels like a... No, no, no. Like, legit feel like that pinky knuckle. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like, right there. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that is a very moisturized rhino. That's what that feels like. That feels like a moisturized rhinoceros. And I don't know why I have the skin of a lizard on my knuckles. And it's soft as a baby's bottom. It really absolutely confuses me. It is very confusing. But I will tell you one thing. I am less than pleased with the stature of my knuckles right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I mean, it's not your fault unless you're the outside. I uh, can confirm, not the outside. I think it's because when we got all that snow last week, I forgot to wear gloves. I might do it. So I think my I'm just frostbit. Yeah. You made a little frisbee. Dude, that was some shit. That was some cold. It's 50 today. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be even warmer tomorrow. It's supposed to be mid-50s tomorrow, but rainy. You know, that's just screams healthy to me. Hey, guys. Then we go up 50 degrees in a week. Well, I mean... In the middle of our winter. Our president doesn't think it's true. So, obviously, I have to believe what WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump believes. But, climate change isn't real, Nick. Like, fucking get with it. Aliens? Reptilians? That shit's real. Climate change? That's a fucking hoax. The world's flat, but the climate's fine. I don't know what you fucking want from me. We're Navi Tales. A political comedy podcast. Yes. We are here for your entertainment. Do you really want to mess with me tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were born in the 90s. Only 90s kids will remember. Dude, we're barely 90s kids. We were, we were like, didn't have cognitive memory until it was almost 2000. Yeah. I don't consider, like, people... I would consider us 90s kids, don't get me wrong. Because, like... Technically, we were kids in the 90s. Well, right. And, like, <laughs> we're born in 93. That gives us a solid seven years. Yeah. So, like, but most of that seven years, like, I don't fucking remember it. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, so, like, I'd consider us 90s kids, because, like, this shit I remember from the 90s. But, like, my true adolescence was in the early 2000s. So, like, my brother's, like, my brother can't say he's a 90s kid, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But, like, like, all the shit I remember was big in the 2000s. Like, that's where I shined. That's why my my chemical romance is great. (laughs) I was born December 31st, 1999. I am a 90s kid. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm sick of that mentality. I mean, I understand the psychology, but by the way, real quick before I dive into this, we're Navi Tales, we're a video game lore podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Nick. I understand the psychology behind why 90s kids feel the need to bring up the 90s so much because, like, technology changed so drastically so fast that, like, we remember playing outside. But I also remember getting a a cell phone when I was in seventh grade, like because everyone had cell phones. It's just how that shit rolled. Like it, it's like this weird kind of gain in technology just made it so that we're all fucked up. We're we're a fucked up generation. Yeah. Like I get I get why people hate millennials, but I hate them too. So fuck you. 
I, I, not millennials, the other generations. Anyway, we're a video game lore podcast. Uh, today we are going to be talking about The Last of Us. Yes. Uh, which I made you play. Yes. I mean, I, it was always on my list. It just took me forever to get to it because it's, I feel like that's just my life. And it is great. Yes. Very great. It's so... I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's our podcast and I can say what I want. I This game is my dad's favorite game of all time. My dad is not super into video games. He plays a lot of video games, but he plays the same video games over and over. Right now he's playing Diablo 3 for the 15,000th time. Like, I cannot tell you on in any way, shape, or form how many times I've watched my dad play Crisis. He loves the Crisis games. But I've watched him play Crisis 2 like 15, 16 times. Yeah. It's a first-person shooter campaign. I'm not sure how it can be that fun. But um, I want to get him to play Deus Ex because I think he'd like Deus Ex a lot. It's free this month. Oh, my God. He should play Deus Ex. <laughs> but um, either Human Revolution or the one that just came out. I think it's the... I think we No, got- Human Revolution was the... um. Human Revolution was the one for PS3. Mankind Divided was the one that just came out. Yes, I already own that game. I think though. that's the free one. Yeah, that's the free one. I saw that. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, my dad plays the same games over and over and over again. But the games that he really likes are very narrative heavy. Yeah. Uh, so the games that I I tell my dad to play are games that are like movies. Like he loves the Uncharted games. He uh, I uh, he loved The Witcher, which is a very narrative heavy game. Man. Dad got in trouble. Dad and I both got in trouble at the same time because we were both playing The Witcher too much. My mom yelled at us both. I have never... I'm, I'm an adult. My dad is a more adult. And I got yelled at for playing too many video games with my dad next to me. Yep. My mom sat us down and said, you guys are playing too many video games. It's The Witcher's fault. It's okay, though. I still love The Witcher. Anyway, Last of Us is my dad's favorite game. Uh, he loves the story in it and... He just has a, an incredible time playing it. Uh, I watched him freak out when the la- first Last of Us 2 trailer went up. The second one confuses me. Yeah. But um, uh, the, I'm, I'm curious how that'll tie in. But when the first Last of Us 2 trailer came up, I, w- I called him down. I, I had it up on the TV. I was like, yeah, dude, you got to see this. So he comes down. He's like, what is it? So I start playing it. He must have missed the Firefly symbol at the beginning. Like, I, I don't know if he was fully paying attention to that point. He's old, whatever. <laughs> so, he, it starts playing, and, and it's got, like, the Ellie playing the guitar and stuff, and Joel walking in, and my dad sees it. He goes, Josh, is that Ellie? <laughs> I was like, Dad. He goes, is this The Last of Us too? I was like, Dad. And then he watches the whole thing. He's like, make it a second one. I was like, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so, my dad, oh my, loved, my dad loves The Last of Us to the point that he beat the game before I did. So... Um, if you don't know anything about The Last of Us, it is a Naughty Dog game, and if you don't know anything about Naughty Dog, they've pretty much put out gold since Crash Bandicoot. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah, basically. They did Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, 3 CTR, they did Jack and Daxter 1, 2, 3 Jack X Racing, uh, they did Uncharted 1, 2, 3 Uncharted Racing, they did... (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it! (laughs) They always end their franchises with a racing game. But they did Uncharted 1, 2, 3. I believe they did the most recent one, too. Lost Legacy or whatever and it's called. Four. Uh, and 4, yeah. They did all the Uncharted games. Uh, and then they did The Last of Us. Yep. 
which up until recently was the only standalone thing they had as far as franchises. And they just put out fucking gold. Yeah, dude. So Love me some Naughty Dog. Yeah, they... I don't think they've put out a game I haven't enjoyed. Like, I, I know I haven't really played the Uncharted games, but I respect the Uncharted games for what they are. Uh, I just have the attention span of a small dog. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's uh, dive in. So everything with The Last of Us starts in September 2013. Uh, a mutant version of the fungus Cordyceps. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm not very good with my Latin. Uh, ravages the United States, turning people into zombies. I know I said the Z word, sue me. I have said before on the podcast, I'm not a big fan of zombies. However, with The Last of Us, zombies barely play a role. They play more as a gameplay mechanic than a narrative story driving thing. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, what Walking Dead should do if they want to get views. I mean, I feel like they're. that's kind of what they're doing, but like... Eh. No, Walking Dead's garbage. <laughs> um, in Austin, Texas, Joel is fleeing the batshit craziness of the apocalypse with his brother Tommy and daughter Sarah. As they flee, Sarah is shot by a soldier and dies from the wounds in the first 20 minutes of the game. If that doesn't set the fucking tone for this bullshit, I don't know what does. Yeah, honestly, like, this shit. Like I, I'm watching. I'm like playing through this, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be the girl I carry through. That no, no, she, my fucking daughter died. You play as Joel, <laughs> and she's dead, and she's dead. And the twenty years that happened after that outbreak, civilization more or less collapses. The only place, places with survivors are heavily policed quarantine zones, independent settlements, and nomadic groups. Joel has found work as a smuggler with his partner Tess in Boston's North End. They hunt down Robert, a black market dealer, to recover weapons he stole before Tess kills him. Robert says he traded the cachet with the Fireflies, a rebel militia. Um, I gotta be honest, I hated the starting zone for this game, and I thought I was gonna hate this game because of the starting zone for this game. I don't remember what it was. It basically specifically was. It, it was like the it was the quarantine zone. It, it reminded oh. me of fucking Half Life, and if it's not Half Life Three, I don't want to play Half Life again. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I, I don't remember. I I remember like it's easily forgettable. Yeah. Um. So the leader of the Fireflies, uh, Marlene, promises the cash and more in return for smuggling a teenage girl named Ellie to the Fireflies that are hiding in the Massachusetts State House which is outside the quarantine zone. So the three of them sneak out, but end up in trouble when they encounter a patrol squad. Uh, however, they find out that Ellie has been infected. Um, they know that the infection takes two days before it really takes a hold, but Ellie claims that she was bit three weeks ago and uh, that she is, in fact, immune. So this is why they're transporting her, because she seems to be immune to the virus. Hell yeah. <laughs> Boom. Uh, the three make their way to their destination throughout hordes of infected, but they find that the fireflies uh, are all dead once they get there. Uh, Tess also reveals that she had uh, that she has been infected um, along the way of their journey. Um, she, believing Ellie is important, sacrifices herself against pursuing soldiers so Joel and Ellie can escape. So I never really talk about it in this, but I, I think we. The infected deserve a, a minute of recognition because of how fucking cool they are. Yeah. So you have the regular infected, which are basically just zombies. But because this isn't a virus, 
as much as a fungal infection, you end up with a kind of infected that they call clickers who have had the entirety of their face taken over by this giant, disgusting mushroom. And like all that's left is like their lower jaw, but it has rendered them blind. So they click using echolocation. So they would just walk around just clicking and they are the only thing in the game that can one hit kill you. Like if you yeah. fight a clicker and lose, like you're fucked. Yeah. And so, like you can't for the most, like you can't punch them. You can usually You punch, can use a shiv on them. Yes. And I think you can use weapons like uh, maybe not even. I don't you can remember. shoot them. They just take a lot of No, I meant hits. like like melee wise. Like if you have like a pipe. I don't even think you can use... I know you can't punch them. You can punch... You can't punch them. I don't think melee work. You can shoot them, but it takes a lot of bullets, which are scarce in this game. Yes. Uh, and you can shiv them, but you have to cr- you have to craft shivs. Yeah. So, uh, but the, the easiest okay. way of not dealing with clickers is, is avoiding them. Yeah. Is stealthing through their sections. Right. Which is, like, all sound-based, so you're going as quietly as possible, and, like, sometimes, like... There's stuff around because it's all apocalyptic-y. So, like, you could pick up, like, a, a brick that's fallen and throw it somewhere else. And the clicker will freak out and go over there because it heard a sound. So, it's actually some of the best stealth I've seen in a game in a while. Yeah. It's, like, a really fun stealth mechanic. Although clickers can suck my dick. Yeah, they're annoying. They're really annoying. It's because, like... like... There's areas where there's, like, five of them. And I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Because if they get like anywhere near you, you're done. Like yeah. you can't. It's a one hit kill. You can't pull them off you like other ones. Yeah. Uh, it's just they get you, you're done. But they visually are striking. Like you, you walk into a room, and you'll hear the clicking before you see them. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. That's like cool in a kind of creepy way, and like. They just have like this. It almost looks like their face is blossoming. Like think Demogorgon. That's kind of what it looks like, except more fungusy than flowery. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. I'm a big fan of the clickers. Yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, very standoutish from this series. Yeah, now. it's uh, it's probably the only time we'll talk about the zombies in this because the zombies don't fucking matter. Nope. Um. I wish they hadn't done zombies, though. I wish they'd done just, like, some sort of, like, the road kind of apocalypse. Like, have you ever seen the movie slash read the book The Road? No. There's no it's, it's an apocalyptic book, but it's not zombies. It's uh, Nuclear Winter. Uh, book of Eli would have been another cool one where they have a, a summer. Saw, I've uh, seen that. A uh, nuclear summer. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, it, it also would have been, this is one of my favorite apocalypses because it's brilliant. Is Children of Men, which have you read the book, seen the movie? No, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it was, it's like high priced. It's it's fucking great, but the the apocalypse started because uh, no one can give birth anymore, so it's the last generation of people. So like you have teachers that are out of work, because the oldest, the youngest kid in the world is twenty one, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. And yeah, that's the, insane. the whole the whole point of the book slash movie is the main character finds a pregnant woman and is like, Well, what the fuck do I do with this? Yeah. So he needs to like escort her somewhere. Yeah. What is that inside you? Yeah. I don't even It's fucking insanity. 
But um, I wish they'd gotten a little bit more creative with their apocalypse because I think that if you totally take the zombie part of it out of it, it could have been cool. I know that it's, a, it's an important narrative thing because of an uninfected Ellie. But, like, I don't know. I think you could have got more creative with that. Just uh, armchair quarterbacking us because it's, it's a phenomenal game. Yeah. But I just don't like zombies. Uh, Joel then decides to find Tommy. Uh, a former Firefly, and Tommy, as we said earlier, is uh, Joel's brother. Yes. So that he can help them locate the remaining uh, the remaining Fireflies. Uh, with the help of a smuggler who owes Joel a favor, the two get a working vehicle and drive to Pittsburgh. Joel and Ellie are ambushed by bandits, and their car is destroyed. Uh, they ally with two brothers, Henry and Sam, to escape the city. Uh, Sam is bitten by an infected at some point, but hides it from the group. As the infection furthers, Sam attacks Ellie, forcing Henry to kill his brother, and immediately commits suicide after. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing is sad, because, like, you go through them for, like... You they build a... Like, there's a relationship built between these characters. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they don't trust each other at first, and... And then, like, the... the, the oh, that's the saddest part. Um, Henry tells Sam... Sam has a toy... In his hands. Yeah, they, they walk through, like, a store. They, they walk through a store. Sam has a toy in his hand, so Henry tells Sam, like, we only bring what we can carry. It, like, what's important. Yeah, what's important. And necessary so that we can carry. A toy isn't important. Uh, so Ellie, like, ends up taking the toy and giving it to him later and stuff. And it was, like, right before he attacks her. Yeah. It's like, like the night before. Yeah. It's, like... This really like heartwarming moment. Like Ellie's like, you you wanted this thing and your brother wasn't feeling it, but like I got it for you. Don't worry. Like we all deserve to be happy in this, and uh, no one gets happy in this. Yeah. This is not a happy game. No. If you're looking for a happy game, this is not it. Nope. Holy like this is. We'll talk about the ending when it comes, but the ending is entirely unfulfilling in the most fulfilling way. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because hey, like I didn't feel like. The ending wasn't fulfilling, but I feel like it was purposely on. Un- I-, I will get to it. Um. Anyway, it's super depressing because like Henry uh, kills his brother and immediately kills himself. Yeah. Like it's like no hesitation. Joel screams no, and then it cuts. If I remember correctly, uh, and then it it goes to the next season. Like that's the end of summer. Like the game split up into parts. Yeah. Uh, and they're based on seasons. And uh, I think that it's fucking great <laughs> that they decided to split the game up into a year. Yeah, because then you can you're not stuck in like the same setting. Yeah. So like you go from like summer, and then there's like an entire part where there's snow because it's winter. Right. So it goes from summer in uh, Pittsburgh to fall in Wyoming. So like they've there's a whole part of the story we don't get because whatever reason, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I think that it, it creates for a more diverse game. And it feels like the game, each section of the game is a breath of fresh air, in my opinion. Like, it's different through their many reasons, and it's great. So fall comes, and Joel and Ellie find Tommy in Jackson, Wyoming, uh, where he had uh, fortified a settlement near a hydroelectric dam with his uh, wife, Maria. Joel thinks about... Leaving Ellie with Tommy, but, um, and, like, just be, like, you take her the rest of the way. Um, but after she confronts him about Sarah, Joel decides to keep Ellie with him. Tommy tells them that the Fireflies have an, uh, enclave at the University of Eastern Colorado. 
they find the university abandoned, but find out that the Fireflies have moved to Salt Lake City, Utah. Joel then gets wounded by bandits who who are killed by Ellie. Yeah, it's the first time really Ellie does anything. I mean, Ellie's a great character. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm like, not saying Ellie hasn't done anything. Ellie's probably the most dynamic character in a video game ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ellie is brilliant. Like, but always, like she, always, like, swearing and shit. She's and swearing, like, and Joel keeps telling her to stop swearing. So, like, she interacts with the environment brilliantly. It's it's incredible. Um, But she hasn't, like, fought anything. Joel has been her protector up until now. But Joel just got shot, and so now she has to become the protector. Um, the university part's one of my favorite parts of the game because you're going through an abandoned university and waiting for something to happen. And then at the moment when you think something's going to happen, nothing happens. So you drop your guard and then the bandits come. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. It's, it's really a, good. There's a, there's a long like section of like nothing's happening, but you think something's going to happen because like, it's like you're... You're in an abandoned university. There's like no sounds. Like it's pretty fucking incredible. Um... Next comes winter, and the most depressing part of the game, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ellie and Joel are sheltered up in mountains uh, Ellie go of Wyoming. Ellie goes out hunting and encounters David and James, scavengers willing to trade medicine for food. David ends up turning hostile after revealing that the bandits in the university were a part of his group. Ellie manages to lead David's group away from Joel, but ends up being captured by David himself. Uh, David then reveals his plan to recruit her into his cannibal bandit group. Because we gotta have cannibals. In the- Cannibalism actually has a weird undertone in a lot of parts of the game, like the Pittsburgh group. Like, did you go around like their settlement? Yeah. I like, you go that. through a room that's just a butcher shop. Like, there's a pile over there of shoes, a pile over there of clothes, because they're keeping all that stuff for themselves, too. And then just a body on a table that's, like, ready to get cut up. Like, they they are utilizing everything in their environment, these Pittsburgh bandits are. And uh, David's group is uh, much like that. Uh, They really... It's the apocalypse, and it feels like the apocalypse. It's not quite as dark as the road, because, goddammit, that's dark. (laughs) There's an entire part of the road where they find a a settlement of just... um, They they find, like, a, a jail thing at the bottom of a settlement... That's just people that have limbs missing that they're using as cattle. I'm just like, good. Oh, good. Thank <laughs> you. The road for making me feel not good about being alive. Yeah. Um, uh, so Ellie obviously refuses cause she doesn't want to eat people, uh, and kills James. Uh, David corners her in a burning restaurant though. Yeah. This in, is a, this is an intense part. Arguably the most, I was sweating during this part. Like, you are being hunted in this burning restaurant by David. You can't leave the restaurant. Yep. And you are, like, he is kills you in one hit. Yeah, you have to, like, sneak up behind him. And but, like, stab him. You get weapons and stuff throughout this, like, this whole part. You get, like, bits of glass and stuff that you can use to stab him, I think. I think, well, I know there's glass on the floor, and yeah. if you step on it, he, he hears you. you. And, like, goes to that spot. So, like, you have to, like avoid him, get behind him, and then, like, stab him in the back, like, yeah. numerous times. Oh, no, you have a hunting knife. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, Ellie's got a hunting knife. But, um, yeah, dude, it's fucking wild. It is one of the most intense parts of this game. I watched my dad, because, like I said, my dad plays games over and over again. I watched my dad beat this part again the other day. 
And I was just like, jeez, dude, this is crazy. Yeah, and, like, even, like, the end where, like, Shomus gets, like, like, raped and, like, killed. Oh, yeah, they, like I said, the game's dark. Yeah. Um, so, during this whole time, Joel wakes up and, like, starts going towards the settlement looking for Ellie. So, Joel finally reaches Ellie after he's she's just killed David. And I, I didn't write it down here because I knew one of us was going to be able to describe it. The scene is so crazy because you are you are outside now in a snowstorm because it's winter in the mountains. And she is just stabbing the fuck out of David just on top of him. Like, it's not even showing David like they're, they're done showing that because <laughs> they hit their limit. Yeah. So she's just stabbing him and stabbing him and stabbing him. And Joel literally pulls Ellie off of David and comforts her. In what is, I think, the the biggest turning point for Joel as a character. Uh, like we've said before on the podcast, it's a little bit hard to characterize people. But Joel, because of his daughter, is very not into having kids around. Yeah, he's very just like stern, old, grumpy old man. He's a grumpy like, old man. Stay away from me, you yeah. damn kids. He's not into having kids around. He thinks that kids have no place in this. Cause like, And you can't blame him. Last time he had a kid around... She died. Yeah. And it was the one that he loved the most. But this is like the moment where you can see Joel fulfilling the father figure part for Ellie and Ellie fulfilling the child part for Joel that they both desperately needed. It was in this scene right after Ellie murders the fuck out of a person. But, um, yeah, that it's, it's crazy. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, it really is one of the best parts of that game. Um, I've, so before I actually played this game in full myself, I've watched a couple other people play it, but every time uh, I've watched somebody else play it, it's been them starting the winter section. So it's like you do the whole thing where you hunt the deer, and then yeah. you and um, I think James, um, you have to fight off zombies in like uh, like at a warehouse or like at a a big, a decently sized house, and they like come through like the roof and the windows and the doors. And, like, everybody I watched play that was, like, complaining how hard it was and how many times they died. I did it in, like, one try. I think I, I, and I was like, I don't, I don't know, this wasn't that hard. Yeah, I don't remember that part being there, particularly I, hard. Everybody, like, like I said, I've, I've majority watched, like, the winter portion of this game. Just, that's where just people were yeah. when I watched them play it. And they were like, this part's so hard. And I played through the entire winter part, and I was like, oh, that wasn't hard. The hardest part I had in this game was keeping track of ammo. But if I didn't have ammo at certain parts... Like, it just made it significantly harder because stealth. Yeah. But, um, uh, so, like, it, some parts were annoying to me because I didn't have ammo, but that part wasn't particularly difficult to me either. Yeah. And I just thought it was weird because, like, cause like, I saw, like, I saw, like, the, the transition to winter and I was like, oh, here we go. Like, I just had this idea in my mind that it was the hardest part of the game and I went through it and I was like, that really wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. I don't know yeah. what everybody else was talking about. Maybe they're just bad at video games. Probably. I don't know. Anyways. so Not that I'm much better. Now we transition to spring, and uh, Joel and Ellie arrive in Salt Lake City and are uh, immediately captured by the Fireflies. In Which the isn't a bad thing. This is yeah. the first time they've gotten captured, and it's okay because, at first. Because they were looking for the Fireflies here anyways. So, in the hospital, Marlene uh, tells Joel that Ellie is being prepped for surgery. 
However, Joel finds out that to produce a vaccine for the infection for the fireflies, they're going to have to remove the infected portion of her brain, which will kill her. Unwilling to let Ellie die, Joel shoots a guy in his dick, then battles his way to the operating room and carries the unconscious Ellie to the parking garage. Um, Which is, I had to put that part in because I love that part. Yeah. The guy's got a gun to Joel, like being like, you're not going to interrupt this surgery. Like this isn't happening. And Joel ends up getting the gun down and just fires into the guy's dick. He shoots a guy straight in his peen and it's brilliant. It was great. And you got to make your way to the the operating room fighting a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, so he carries her out and has to confront Marlene, um, who he kills to prevent the fireflies um, from going after them. Uh, on the drive out of the city, Joel claims that the fireflies had... Uh, th- he's telling this to, to Ellie because Ellie wakes up. Yeah, Ellie just woke up. Uh, and as they're driving away and she's asked like what happened and stuff. And he says that they had found many other people who are immune, um, but were unable to create a cure. So they stopped trying. Um, and she's kind of like, Oh, you telling me the truth? Yada, yada, yada. And he's like, yes. And then, uh, so they drive back to Tommy's settlement and on the outskirts of his settlement, Ellie reveals that she was, not alone when she was infected and expresses her survival guilt. So after um, she explains all this, Joe swears by his story about um, the fireflies and that it's that what he said was to her in the car was true, um, and that he wasn't lying, even though he is—he's lying. Spoilers. So and then but, it just ends. It's it just like Ellie looks at him and goes, "Okay, cut." And then it ends. And then the game ends. It is. Very unsatisfying. It's not. It's not climactic. It's very anticlimactic, but like it's and it's unsatisfying. Not on a narrative level. The story's done being told. At least this story's done being told. It's unsatisfying because like our hero isn't a hero. He's a person. Like so often we get the hero that is the selfless hero, but like Joel isn't a hero in my opinion. Joel never wanted to be a hero. Joel is a person, and he is selfish. Yeah, he didn't want to go on this uh, adventure in the first place. Like, I know we kind of, like, just went through. We were like, we were like, oh, they have to take her. And then the, our, the next thing we said was they took her. But, like, there's a lot of, like, him complaining that he doesn't want to take her. He doesn't want to do this because he hates traveling with kids. But um, um, the he's this very, very selfish character. Uh, and, and it really shows in this ending where he... murders a group full of people and won't allow the one life to be lost to save the potential millions uh, because it's the life of the one person he cares about. So I I wouldn't call Joel a hero by any means, but Joel is a person, and and I think that's the best part of this game is that we're not dealing with heroes. Uh, I think in most of the games that we play, we deal with heroes. Uh, When you look at uh, the, the Witcher... You have Geralt of Rivia, who is this witcher, but breaks all the rules of being a witcher because he's a fucking, has emotions and shit. He's the main character. Uh, You have, like, Kingdom Hearts, where, like, his Sora will make the selfish sacrifice and become a heartless. Like, shit like that. Um, But uh, The Last of Us isn't about heroes. It's about people. 
and I think that is one of the most brilliant parts of The Last of Us. Yeah, it's very it's very down to earth, very humanizing. And in the best very kind relatable. of way. Yeah, you I I've there's very few characters I relate to as much as I do Joel, and it's not because I'm inherently a selfish person, but it's because Joel is a human. Like I I he has so many flaws, but like he isn't like a a bad person either. He's a human. So it's it's just a really interesting kind of thing and i highly recommend this game for anyone who likes narratives that go against the grain of probably other narratives yeah i agree it's it's pretty great and i can't wait for the second one where you play it as a a more adult ellie yeah i'm suspecting ellie will be the main character (laughs) although the last trailer had nothing to do with her the first trailer is all about ellie and she sees joel walk in but I don't think Joel's alive. That's my thing. She's like playing in this abandoned house and Joel walks in and is at the door, but you never actually see Joel. Yeah. Like you see a silhouette of Joel and you see like his pants and you hear him say something. But I have a theory that Joel isn't alive and it's just Ellie remembering him. Interesting. So I don't think it's going to be Joel's going to play a major part in it at all. I think that she is going to find out the lies that Joel told though. And it's oh, going probably and it's going because again, this game's all about humans. It's going to affect how she views Joel and how she interacts with other characters. Joel would have never lied to me. Joel fucking lied to you. We all know it. You just don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it'll definitely be part of the interesting humanity of it all. I but, agree, uh, yes. Very looking forward to that. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Plus the gameplay's great. Oh yes. Um but, like we like to end every episode, Nick, what have you been playing? I have been playing. Uh, I finished Life is Strange. What'd you think? That was that was a game. Holy shit, did that ending go from zero to a hundred? Um, and I mean, I knew going into this game, because it's old, and it was very popular when it first came out, I knew the very, very ending. I knew the final decision that you had to make. Um... I didn't know about the stuff. I didn't know about much else other than that. So the the big twists and revelations before that final uh, big decision was shocking. was, like, shocking and... See, I don't know fuck all about Life is Strange. <clears throat> you should... It's good. You should play it. Um, I'm sure you have it for free, too, if I yeah, do. I have it. Um, but, yeah, that, the... It's, like, one of those things where, like... The going through the game was like very like, yes, like some crazy stuff happened here or there, but like that that final day because it split into five days or five episodes, which I think correlate to five days. Um, like some big stuff happens in each one, but they're not too crazy. But then like the fifth one goes like kind of crazy, but without the other all, all the stuff before it. Like the stuff before it makes the the last episode like big and why it has so much impact. It was just, it was good. Give me some. Give me the feels. Give me some goosebumps. I enjoyed it. Oh, I I can uh, I can see why people were uh, all up in arms about it. I'll have to uh, add it to my list of bullshit that I have on my backlog. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I just playing playing a little Overwatch, a little Titanfall with bro. Yeah, I haven't done that yet because uh, that involves being alive. 
So what have you been playing? I started near. Good. Um, thoughts so far? I think it's weird as fuck. Yes. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on board for the gameplay yet, but I'm not a hundred percent off board for the gameplay yet. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm early, I'm early on still. I haven't really had the chance to play it much. Um, but I, I started it on Sunday and I, I got a couple hours in. It, it's cool. It's it's a weird. It's a fucking anime ass game. It's very. <laughs> it's very anime ass, but. Um, I don't know, I just think, like, the themes and stuff and, like, all the revelations that come with the, after you get certain endings. Yeah. It no, makes, it makes the, makes you, makes it easier to look, overlook the anime fan service stuff. Right. I mean, the reason I'm playing, I mean, did you look at our skirt? It's anime fan service all over. Yeah. I, the reason I mean, I'm. I'm pretty sure if you self-destruct yourself, the skirt falls off. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> you were very adamant about me playing this game, so I'm going to play it and I'm going to finish it. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I started that. I picked up a game for my Switch that I've been meaning to play since it came out for PlayStation, which was Ukulele. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, I I don't dislike it at all. If you like Banjo-Kazooie, you like Ukulele. And, and I liked the Banjo-Kazooie games. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The humor is really quirky and self-aware. Uh, a little bit almost like Bubsy, but like not in an annoying way. Okay. Um, but it, it's pretty cool. The characters you meet are, are really fucking funny. Uh, so yeah, I, Did you mean Shovel Knight yet? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm you? actually doing a mission for Shovel Knight right now. I saw him and I went, I should text Nick about this. And I went, Nick knows. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm doing a mission for Shovel Knight and he's so funny. He was like, oh, I can't get up to this, to the top of this mountain. I'm not used to being 3d. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my God. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing shit for Shovel Knight right now. That's awesome. Uh, I'm still on the first world of that, but I've expanded the first world once. What you can do, apparently, is you get the pages, which are... Your MacGuffin collectibles. Your, your, your stars, if you will. Yeah. Um, and what you can do with them is you can unlock new worlds, or you can expand worlds to make... Like, there's certain areas you can't go to at first, and you expand the tome, because it's all about books. Uh, and so I did that to the first world once. So I'm trying to get all the pages in the first world I can get before I go to the second one. But yeah, it, it's really, it's not as tight as I would have liked. I think that's probably one of the big complaints about ukulele anyway, is that it, it's not nearly as tight a control game. Yeah. Unlike a controller level. Uh, but I don't think that it's bad at all. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. It's cute as hell. Yuka and Lele are both funny and great. Like the the interactions, like the first world's very caveman based, um, and the enemies in the first world. I was doing a quest for someone in the first world, and the the enemies come running at me, yelling about how I'm a dinosaur. Like it's just like really cute shit like that. Like I'm like, oh, you thought you thought about this. <laughs> Whoever was the scriptwriter for Ukulele did a great job. Uh, and then the only other game I've been playing is, as always, Future Fight. Uh, this week they had a update. That added X-23 and Adam Warlock into the game, as well as new uniforms for the Punisher, Falcon, and uh, uh, Satana. Uh, I have the Punisher outfit because it puts the Punisher in War Machine's armor. And oh my god, I just like, I saw that like when they announced it. I was like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> I need it. And then I, I have X-23. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, 
There's some some other minor gameplay elements, but I thought you'd care more about that shit. Uh, but overall, yeah, I've been having some fun with this update. Uh, I I jumped over to the Future Fight subreddit because I wanted to see like, oh, like what's this about? I, I haven't been on the Future Fight subreddit before. Yeah. So I was like, oh, there's a subreddit. Let me check it out. And holy shit, is that community up in arms against this game? <laughs> Why? There's, I, I guess the the last update, last major update was the one with like Nova and stuff in it. And, and I, I, because I, I, I started during that update, it gave me a bunch of crystals right off the bat. So I was able to buy chests, and I got a six star Nova out of the chest. So I was like, hell yeah, like that's fucking awesome. What I didn't know, because like. I had no characters then. I wasn't going to buy uniforms then. It's like, oh, cool. Let me buy some character chests. So I bought some character chests with that. Now, what I didn't know is the community is up in arms because the only way you can get certain, the new characters were from those chests. And they were like, this is bullshit. I shouldn't have to pay real money to get it. I didn't pay real money because I started during that. Yeah. And they give you a bunch of shit when you start because it's a mobile game. Yeah. And they want you to keep playing. So I, like, one of the first chests I opened, I got a six-star Nova. I, I'm, this community is up in arms against all this shit. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the problem. Good. Um. So I, yeah, dude. And, like, I was... They, they were following this update, and apparently everything in this update is bullshit. Fucking Netmarble is dropping the ball again. And I was just like, guys, this game's fun. <laughs> and I'm like looking at this, I'm like, I don't think you're getting it. You don't have to get the new characters if you don't want to. Like, it's okay. No one's making you. I mean, I think they want to get the new ones, but they can't without paying. Yeah, but the new ones aren't that good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I have X-23. She's all right. Like, it's... it's. I'm going to use Wolverine over X-23 any day. I guess. I don't hey, know. I don't know. Like, Nova seemed like he was pretty good. Nova's fucking god tier. Let me tell you, Nova's broken. But, like, Anti-Man isn't that good. Like I have Anti Man as you know, but like uh he isn't that good. Like Nova Nova's broken, but <laughs> he's the only one that was broken, and he's not even the most broken character in the game. Like you can get Spider Man twenty ninety nine and he's a better character than Nova. And you can just get him. Like you can get Spider Man. Like regular Spider Man is a better character in my opinion than Nova is. The Hulk is a better the Hulk's my main. The Hulk's a better character than Nova is. Nova has good invincibility frames, but like the Hulk, he doesn't put in work like the fucking Hulk does. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like right now, as we're as we're talking, uh, I'm trying to grind my Wiccan and my Captain America, and I'm doing it by running uh, Hella's level. If any of this means anything to you, add me in the game, the Great Twenty P. Uh, Hella's level as the Hulk. But yeah, so uh, the community for this game is pretty fucking irate. Well, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I understand it. It's the whole like everyone freaking out about loot boxes and everything. Yeah. It's really what it is because you can't purchase Nova or anything. You have to get Nova through loot boxes. So I understand their irritation. I guess the big difference is I didn't pay anything for this game, and I didn't technically pay anything for that box. Yeah. Like but that's just because you started when you did. Yeah. Just because of timing, the the stars aligning and me getting a six star Nova out of the box. So 
Because like I have them at six star mastery, but you can do that without getting the stuff you need to get Nova. But I can't tier two my Nova because I can't get biometrics, which is what you get from the boxes. I don't know. But uh, yeah, fucking angry people play this game. But <laughs> uh, if you're well, not one of like any game ever, though. Uh, real quick, I want to discuss what we were talking about earlier. Oh, yes. With uh, the Nintendo Direct that just came out. Uh, we're yeah. filming this on the the 11th of January. Filming. Whatever, dude. I've, I'll never get out of that habit. We're recording this on the 11th of January. Uh, and uh, a Nintendo Direct just came out that I haven't watched yet, but you told me all about. Yeah, they did like a Nintendo Direct Mini because it was really short. I don't even think they live. Maybe they live four, I think it was four minutes long. Uh, no, it was longer than that. I think it was like 15 yeah, I don't know. Um, it wasn't long. But, yeah, it was a Nintendo Direct Mini, and they, up, they gave some updates to some stuff. So, we, um, it was all mostly for the Switch. Uh, I think there was, like, one or two things for the 3DS. But, the uh, so the, we're getting... They gave us a release date for the new Kirby game, which I'm absolutely 100% getting, because I love Kirby. <laughs> Kirby's and, fun. And that game just looks fun, because you get to combine, like, powers. Yeah, I'm probably going to pick that up, too. Um... They they announced uh they're porting the Donkey Kong tr- uh, Country Tropical Freeze over, which was a Wii U game, and they put basically all the Wii U games are coming to the Switch, right? Because, which is great. <laughs> which is great because a good majority of people probably didn't play them because the Wii U wasn't that big of a console. Um, they added. They're adding two new DLC characters to Pokémon. They're adding uh, Aegis Slash and Blastoise, <sighs> and then they're adding support characters of Mega Rayquaza, Mimikyu, Mew, and Celebi. Yeah, it's and as someone who both owns and enjoys Pokémon, I'm one of like the few people in the world who really likes Pokémon. I really liked it too, but it was on my Wii U and I stopped playing it. <laughs> uh, I played it on my Switch and I played it a fuckload on airplanes. Like, I'd switch between that and Stardew Valley. But, um, yeah, I can't wait for Blastoise and AG Slash. That's fucking great. Uh, they, this new uh, Mario Tennis game, whatever. Um, they are porting uh, Hyrule Warriors, which is uh, Definitive Edition. So I it's, loved Hyrule Warriors, too. So it's the combination of the Wii U version and the 3DS version, because the 3DS version had a couple extra DLCs and... A couple extra features, like I believe you could actually uh, switch between characters in the 3DS version. I don't know off the top of my head, but all I know is I put like 100 hours into Hyrule Warriors when it came out for the Wii U. Yeah. I put so much time into that game. So I never picked it up for the Wii U um, or the 3DS, so I'm going to pick up the dis- this definitive I am, edition. I'm buying it again and putting all that time into the game again. I loved Hyrule Warriors. Um, they did a couple other ports. And uh, the biggest thing that we want to talk about is they are remastering Dark Souls and they are putting it to the Xbox, the PS4, the PC, and the Switch. I'm going to be able to play Dark Souls on my Switch. And I am just glad that I live in the world where I joked about however many months back that they should port, they should remaster the Dark Souls games and port them to the Switch because I personally haven't played the Dark Souls game. I've played Bloodborne, and it's one of my favorite games, but I never got around to playing Dark Souls itself. Um, but I, I always I kept joking to Josh. I was like, oh, they should just 
remaster them and port them to the Switch, and now we're in a world where that's an actual reality. You know, you know what's fucked up though? I just thought of it. I'm probably gonna buy Dark Souls Remastered twice. I'm gonna buy it for my Switch so that I can actually play it again. Um, I, I've played all the Dark Souls games. I love them. But the reason I'm gonna buy it for my PS4 probably is because if I buy it for my PS4, my PS4 will have Dark Souls. Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, and Bloodborne all on it. Yeah. I kind of have to do that. Yeah, it's kind of different. The only thing missing is Demon Souls, and Demon Souls isn't a priority for me. Yeah. Demon Souls is proto-Dark Souls. Like, it's it's that clanky. But oh, I kind of need to do that. So I'm probably going to buy that game twice. But yeah, it'll be the third time I bought Dark Souls. I've bought Dark Souls. I will have bought Dark Souls almost as many times as I've bought Skyrim. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the the big thing. Oh, out of that. I, you know, it was just funny because like I I wake up and I look at an image Nintendo tweeted, and it was an image that said Nintendo Direct Mini, and around it was six pictures of six different games. They had like a picture of Kirby, picture of Donkey Kong. A uh, picture of Link for Hyrule Warriors, and then I forget what the other two are. And then the bottom right-hand corner was a guy from Dark Souls, and I went, "What?" It was the Elite Knight armor, and I was like, "Is that Dark Souls? Is that Dark Souls on a Nintendo picture?" And then I immediately it, looked it up, and I watched the fucking trailer, and, and it fucking you, was. I haven't you, seen the trailer yet. The, we'll watch it after this. It's a, it's a like a really quick trailer. It's, it's. Like all dark, it's point. The camera's pointing at the ground. It like slowly zooms forward and up, and there's just a pile on the like you can see a, an outline of a pile, and the pile catches fire, and there's a sword in the pile. And oh, it's a bonfire! And there's a guy standing there, and it shows him from like his chest down with his hands out because he just lit the flame. He yeah. just lit the flame, and it, then it goes Dark Souls remastered. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have Solar in my pocket. Can you tell me? Tell me how excited I am. This is great. Oh, I love it. So I, I brought it up. I, I texted it to you earlier, and I really do think it sums up why I think the Switch is becoming my favorite console of all time. I love the I love my Switch. I use it almost every day. I, I, I don't use it on my TV nearly as much as I should. Uh, I have it hooked up now that I have the new setup. I have it permanently hooked up. But I, uh, I, I mostly use it as a mobile console because I, I game mobily most of the time. But so, so I have the text here. Um, we were we were talking about just this. Uh, I really do think this is the happiest I've been with a console in forever. My PS4 is incredible, and I have almost 200 games for it. But it's become more of a YouTube playing machine lately, a home entertainment system. My Switch is what I've, I've been what I've been playing most actual games on. Either reliving games I haven't played in years, playing games I wouldn't normally play if it wasn't so mobile, like ukulele. Or the new content they're putting out for it. It's all incredible. Yeah, I just feel like it's just a good because because it has that that uh that hook of you can play it on your TV or on mobile, it like lends it to so many games. Like because like there's so many games where I'm like, Oh, I wish this was on my three DS like back before the Switch came Ukulele's out. Ukulele's a great example of that. I always wish that games were on my three DS because I could take it portably. And then I also wish that like some games I could play portably but when i'm at home i want to put it on my tv and now that like that console exists and i want to just do everything with that i i am i love this console i really do i i I, it it blows me away that i live in a world 
where I can play Skyrim on a mobile console and, and it runs almost seamlessly. It, it blows me away that the world, that world exists because I never thought it would. I grew up mostly mobile gaming. I had a P my dad had a PS two. Um, my dad had a PS one. I had a super Nintendo that I got at a yard sale. So like, that's what I'd play Mario on. But most of my consoles up until my Xbox, up until I, I bought an Xbox 360 when I won $500 from a scratch ticket, most of my consoles were um, mobile consoles, so I love mobile gaming. Yeah. So I, I really do. Yeah, so do I. Like, I, I had, like, my... I could play games on my parents' computer, and I had a PS2 at some point, and then... Uh, but other than that, I mostly played my game boys and i yeah. had like i had a game boy i had a game boy advance i got I a, a game boy advance sp i got a ds the day it came out like, yeah. like mobile gaming i thought my the first video game console my family ever got it was given to me it was a game boy color yep i got because so i don't know if i've talked about it before i probably have because i like making fun of it my brother's deaf he's or hard of hearing is what it, it's called in the deaf community he's practically speaking deaf Although he does wear hearing aids, which help. But he had just gotten diagnosed with that. So we were going to have to go to a lot of fucking doctor's offices. And they can't, like, I was, they, they figured out he couldn't speak at three. So I was five or six. They can't leave me home alone. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm fucking five or six. So I, they, gave, they bought me a Game Boy Color with uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe and Pokemon Yellow. And there was no going back. So I've been, like, as long as I can remember mobile gaming, and this is the best mobile console ever, because whenever I don't want to game mobily, I just plug it into my television. It's incredible. Yeah, no, it is. And, uh, yeah, that's why I love, that's why I've played every single Pokemon game. That's why I love Pokemon, because I loved mobile gaming. And I swear to God, Nintendo, I just, I just finished, like, doing all the major shit in Ultra Sun, and I moved all my... My mons from Sun to Ultra Sun because I've I hundred percent of the decks like a long time ago and every time a new game comes I move everything over because yeah. I have so much like rare shit from events so much like shit that I've used that I'm attached to I have so many competitive mons that I've made over the years I have a shiny Gligar that's from like Coliseum oh my god in my 3DS Ultra Sun game. Like, There's gotta be a way to get it on your Switch, dude. I swear to God, because this was the the last 3DS Pokemon games, yeah. so the next ones are gonna be on the Switch. I swear to God, Nintendo, if I can't move my shit to the Switch, if I can't move all my Pokemon to the, to the Switch game, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. You're not gonna be the only one. That's why I think they're gonna do it. But I'm gonna be pissed. This is also the first Nintendo console, uh, to, to my memory, since maybe the GameCube, that has had a lot of third-party backing, because Nintendo actually lets them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Wii U had like none of that. The, the Wii U didn't. The Wii U was almost exclusively shovelware and first-party games. Yeah. Uh, which is the first-party games on the Wii U I liked. We're good. Yeah, I played the the big ones. Like I played 3D Land. I played yeah. the Donkey Kongs. I played Wooly World. They were all great. Mario Maker. Mario Maker, but that's like outside of like Bayonetta two, which I I still haven't played. Again, but it's coming to the Switch. It's coming to the Switch, so I'll play it on my Switch. Like it's. I'm so glad I bought this console day one because I have l done nothing but love my Switch. Oh, yeah, me too. It, it, it gets more use than my PlayStation does at this point because I, I don't have the time or the energy to 
sit down here and play video games. Not all the time. But with my Switch, I can go lay in bed and un not devote a ton of time to a game. I can play a half hour of ukulele and go, that's me. And then just go to bed. Because yeah. it's right next to me in bed. I can play ukulele for a half hour, press the power button, and then it state saves. Yeah, and you're ready for sleep. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love my Switch. This console's great, and it's getting Dark Souls. I'm so happy. All the hype. I'm so happy. Oh. Anyway, we're Navi Tales. That has been us. Where can they find us? You can find us at both Instagram and Twitter at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Send me pictures about how hyped you are about this fucking cool Switch shit. Yeah. So, uh, until... What? what? I was going to say, what what things do you want to see that they haven't announced? Like, uh, they're well, just pouring fucking whatever. What you know, do you they, see? they announced it. I just remembered it. It's still coming out. Is Well, first off, it's getting Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. Which, I, like, if it's cheap when it comes out, I'm buying it immediately when it comes out. Because I haven't played the Darkest Dungeon DLC, and I'm assuming that'll be packaged with it. Uh, if you And I know you haven't played it. Darkest Dungeon is an incredible dungeon crawler. Yeah. Uh, but it's a 2D... Uh, turn-based dungeon crawler. It's it's a weird game. It's its own thing, and it has the best narration I've ever seen in a video game. Um, so to the point where I bought audiobooks that are from that narrator because he narrated a bunch of Lovecraft. Of course he did. And I because that game's Eldritchian as hell. Um, the other game I just remembered is coming out for it eventually is Payday. Yeah. Payday. Sure. And I love the Payday games. Yeah. So, um, whatever. Sorry, I, I just remembered it. Just just get hyped with us, yeah. guys, on, no, I'm waiting for on the, social media. I'm waiting for the Hollow Knight and Owlboy ports. Oh, right. We're getting Hollow Knight. At some point. Oh, I'm waiting. Cool. We should have had it already, but they had to push it back. I'm just waiting because I really want to play that game. Yeah. <sighs> what a good console. But anyways, we could go on for fucking hours. So. And, and we literally will once this recording's over. So um, until next time, we'll uh, see you later. Bye. Love you. In the in the twenty years that happened after that, uh, oh, Joel had found work. Has found work. Has has. <laughs> I'm tired. Josh, we again. We just we've barely started. Oh, it's just been a long week. It's been a long week. Like, the only thing keeping me going through life right now is that Dark Souls got announced for the Switch. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, Joel has found where... No, what the fuck? Yeah, that's where I was. Oh, shit. Pim called dibs on these 50 gear kits, but they're all mine if I claim them now. Excuse you? Excuse the fuck out of you? <laughs> The fuck did you just say to me? Pim called these 50 gear kits, but I can take them. You gonna steal them from Hank Pim? You don't fucking deserve them. What the fuck has he done? Yo, you know nothing. Pim particles. The Ultron. What are those? They cancel each other out. He's done nothing. He was like... Pim particles, Ultron, cancel each other out. He was like a third of that. Pim particles, Ultron, <laughs> they cancel each other out. Pim's done nothing. Also, Yellow Jacket. Did we forget that he exists because of Pym Particles? Yeah, Pym's a fucking mad scientist. He doesn't belong in this world. Fine. Be like that. Yeah. You rude. 
Yeah, well, he made Ultron. I don't know what you want from that. Dude, you got to see this Ultron skin. Oh, my God. I want you to describe it. Oh, my God. My pain? You want me to describe my pain? Yeah. That's fine. We're, we're not a in little, the middle of anything. It's a little nauseating. We're, we're fine. Look at how cool this Ultron skin is, though. <laughs> oh, it's like the very first one from the movie. Yeah, it's the... the, the Iron Man suit that he put back together at the beginning of the movie where he fights them in Stark Tower. Yeah, it's the 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 AI dr- the Iron Man AI drone. Dude, it's fucking awesome. That's pretty dope. I just unlocked it. It's just like Ultron's garbage in this game, but I was like, hell yeah. We should probably talk about the last one. Just like the movie. I liked Ultron in the movie. No, Ultron in the movie is fine. The, he the was the good part of the movie. The movie overall was... It was not Marvel's finest work, but the best part of that movie was Ultron. Yes. Anyways. Well, Who voiced Ultron again? Some spider. Some... Oh. You know, that guy... James Spader. Oh, yeah. He was in movies. <laughs> he was in those movies. I hope he comes back. This isn't a Marvel podcast. Guys, Nick. Yes. We should make a Marvel Comics podcast. We won't. Yeah, we're barely good at making this podcast right yeah, now. Yeah, you're though. right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. I forgot to write a script. You're not wrong. Anyways, get that Infinity War coming out this year. That's going to get its own episode. We got to give him a fucking extra soda on Infinity War. Yeah. Are we watching that together? We're going to try to. Hell yeah. Would we make a cute couple? I don't. Brandy gets in the way of our love. <laughs> she really does. I really. And she knows it. She like purposely gets in the way. Yeah. You'll be out on a date with her, and she'll send me a snap of you, and I'm like, you fucking know he's mine. I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing. Like, I call dibs. I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing, Randy. Yep. You just gotta be like, I was here first. I was. That's what Andrew will say that to, to Taylor sometimes. He'll just be like, I just want everybody to remember, Nick was here first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I'm, I'm like... Super nervous for that movie. Like, I don't think I'm, like, nervous for movies. I'm nervous for that movie. Dude, the reason I'm there, that's so much in one movie. Oh, uh, I guess, I guess technically it's two movies. But, like, even but even with what I've seen, and you haven't even seen it, <clears throat> but even with what I've seen of Infinity Wars, I'm nervous for that movie. Like, that, oh, I hope that movie lives up to a, a fraction of the expectations I have for it. Yeah. And then I hope that it does really well with merchandise so I can buy... A stupid, expensive, life-size, detailed Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> yes. And I can put it down there. Yes, that'd be dope. Uh, at her inst... <coughs> what? You have one sentence left. Fuck you! Fucking what? I keep looking over and seeing that Venom comic, and I'm I'm enraged by it. <laughs> I like because it doesn't. Go I there. didn't give a shit until my mom told me this story. <laughs> now it enrages me. It's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty fucking ridiculous. This is what happens. A word of advice for you people out there: never be obsessed with just one thing. Yeah, never, 
never love one thing. It's okay if you have a shit ton of like look look at look at me. Collectible stuff. But green like, Lantern, look at all my Green Lantern shit. I like Green Lantern. I got a bunch of Green Lantern. Then I got a whole cat switcher shit. Yeah. And I got a whole one of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like you can Destiny. Be, you can be obsessed with things and have a bunch of and collect a bunch of things. Just don't make it all one thing. Because then you become my brother and it's fucking insane. My brother has an obsession with an imaginary man, and it is uncomfortable to say the least. He is so obsessed with The Flash. The superhero, The Flash. To a disturbing degree. And I have a Venom comic staring at me in the basement now that I was wondering how it got there to begin with. But I now know because it is the only comic my brother has that isn't a Flash comic. And God forbid he put his first pair, uh, his Venom number one comic in... With all of his flash shit. But he's got nowhere else to put it. Because he, he used up all the space for his flash shit. So now I have a Venom comic down here. I don't know. It's just like. It pisses me off it's now. It's just ridiculous. I'm going to sell it. I'm going <laughs> to. Might as well. It's not like he gives a shit. It's not the flash. You're right. <laughs> There's a nice, if it doesn't say flash, I don't care. Look, I got all the Amiibos behind you. I got my John Constantine first appearance. I got, like, more Witcher shit. I, I like other shit. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Food for thought. There's your, there's your life lesson for the day. Yeah, now read the last sentence. 